Good morning, church. Happy Sunday. We're going to talk about Sunday today. Um, this is, I just had to, I just wasn't in here, but has, does anybody, how many people like country music? Raise your hand. How many people hate country music? Okay. All right, good deal. All right. I knew there were, had to be some of you in here. It's fine. Some of you all need to be sanctified. That's okay. Um, have y'all ever, do y'all ever know that country music song? It's one of my top five favorites. It's called What I Love About Sundays by Craig Morgan. Raise your hand if you've ever heard it. That is one of my favorite country music songs. Um, and the reason I love it is because it describes the ideal Sunday to me. Sunday is my favorite day of the week. I don't come here and put on a show for you. Uh, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here because I want to be. I'm here because we are sharing the Word of God. We're singing the Word of God. We're praying the Word of God. Um, Sunday is not just a day to recover. It is a day of blessings, and we're going to talk about that this morning. Today is the Sabbath day, coming from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which means to rest. Uh, we've talked about before in here that just after the resurrection, uh, just for those who are wondering, um, just after the resurrection, the early church in the book of Acts begins meeting uh, and, and, and observing the Sabbath on the first day of the week. Uh, and so the early church began that. That's a practice that goes all the way back uh, to Acts t- chapter 20, I believe. Uh, so in case anyone was wondering, just that little factoid before we begin Uh, We're going to be talking about the day of rest on the seventh day. Today is the first day of the week. And the reason we do that is more than just church tradition. It actually is biblical. Um, We see multiple times in in 1 Corinthians and in the book of Acts um, that the, the early church is beginning on the first day. And the reason they do that is to commemorate the fact that God created on the first day. He's recreating through the resurrection of Jesus. And so in case anyone's wondering... Uh, like, for example, Seventh-day Adventists meet on Saturday, in case anyone was wondering that. That's why they're, they're called that. Um, I don't know much about the Seventh-day Adventists. If that's the only thing that's different, then maybe that is. I'm sure there are some other distinctives. But we're meeting today on Sunday, which is the first day of the week, and we do that for a reason. Um, God has commanded us to rest and to rest in His name. It's not a suggestion. It's not fatherly advice. It's a command. That means if we aren't resting in order to dwell on the work of the Lord, we aren't obeying His commands and we're in sin. So here's three questions I'm going to answer this morning. What does it mean to rest? Number two, what does it mean when the fourth commandment says to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy? What does that mean? And number three, how are we to conduct ourselves on the Sabbath day. So if you have a Bible, turn to Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Only three verses today. Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And once you've found it, please stand for the reading of God's Word. And the Holy Spirit says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Let's pray. Father, you rested after six days 
After everything you created, the cosmos, the universe, the animals, the creeping things, the plants, the vegetation, the space, the water, the land, Adam and Eve, after all of it, you rested. Father, teach us this morning why you rested and what it means that you have prepared a heavenly rest for us, for those who are in Christ Jesus. And all these things we ask in your precious Son's name, amen. You can be seated. Here's what I'm trying to say this morning. If I had to sum it up, here it is. The Sabbath rest is about reflecting and savoring and commemorating God's work and not our own. The Sabbath rest is about reflecting and savoring and commemorating God's work and not our own. I've told you many times about the fact that I worked at a ragu factory in Owensboro, Kentucky, have I not? I'm, I'm proud of it. I told... Uh, <laughs> I told uh, Scott Jenkins this morning, he goes, wow, another ragu story. Okay. I didn't know if he liked it or not. Um, I worked in the maintenance. I was a maintenance assistant, and I didn't do a ton of work. That's why it was a really good job. And I got to befriend all of these older guys. It was the first shift, so they were all older men. I don't know how it is in most plants, but in this plant, you worked your way up to first shift. Robbie, is that how it works? Okay, there you go. So I worked with a lot of older guys. Uh, they paid their dues, so to speak. And my closest friend, I'll call him Steve. Steve was a good buddy. He was close to retirement. Steve had been with Ragu for 30 years. It's amazing. A lot of you guys are, have worked longer than that. Steve had three daughters. He didn't go to church a lot because maintenance. I don't know how it is at other uh, factories, but at this plant, he got called in a lot to work. He had to work a lot of Sundays. He loved his daughters. He showed everybody pictures of his wife. He had a plot of land. He did farming on the side. And he always talked about what Steve did when he retired. He was going to spend more time with his family. He was going to be just a farmer. They were going to take more vacations. And he was going to get back in church. And we would talk about this like when we were riding on our little maintenance carts all the time. you know. Uh, and he would, he would talk about... All that he'd saved in, for retirement and the land that he bought and how he was going to enjoy it. Well, Kelly and I went to Orange Beach, Alabama a couple years ago. And lo and behold, I saw a ragu maintenance worker on the beach building sandcastles with his son. Just random, just saw the guy. And I said, well, that's amazing. He goes, hey, how you doing? Did you ever, did you graduate seminary? I said, yeah, I did. I, I got a church um, down in Georgia. Um, and he goes, well, that's really great. We can talk, talk, talk. I said, well, how's Steve doing? He said, oh, no one told you? I was like, no, no, Steve's dead. I went, he's, he's dead? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve had a heart attack uh, just after he retired. I didn't know what to say. Uh, I said, Steve? He's like, yeah. As a matter of fact, there was another guy on there who had a heart attack too, but he lived. And... Uh, I was just struck by that. And uh, we kind of moved on. I don't know if the really conversation had much to go on after that. I said, hey man, it was so good to see you. Um, called somebody else up that, that knew more about it. And um, I was just shaken because Steve was he's such a good guy. I thought about his kids. I thought about his wife. He had spent all those years working 12-hour shifts in seven-day weeks. And um, always talking about retirement. And his retirement came and he died. And I think in many ways, and I, want to, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but I do think in some ways Steve wasted his life. 
And here's why. It's not because Steve worked his butt off. It's not because he wasn't a good person. It's not because he just wanted to make a little extra money for his family. It's not because Steve chose the wrong profession. It's because Steve decided to make retirement his Sabbath day. Instead of Sunday. And I think in America, we like to think that we're working now so that we won't get to work in the future. And that's not how God has declared it in His Word. Retirement is not your Sabbath. Retirement is not my Sabbath. Steve was convinced that when he retired, that that would be his rest. And then he retired and there was no rest. God never promises us. Now I do believe, in the grand scheme of things, I do believe that Steve was a believer. But God never promises us a retirement. The Bible never even speaks about such a thing called retirement. In fact, I would say that a lot of lives are wasted bowing at the altar of retirement. We're like squirrels basically storing up our nuts for a winter that never comes. But the Bible does talk about rest. We all need it. There is an expectation in Scripture that we'll always be working in some ways and we'll always be resting. Rest is something very difficult for Americans. (laughs) We think rest is optional. We think rest is about recovery. We think rest is just about gaining our physical strength back and gaining our our, our emotional state, getting our our, our bearing straight. We think rest is about us. But here's the thing. From the beginning, Sabbath rest is not about us. It's about God. For God, Sabbath rest is about looking upon His own finished work and His glory. And for us today, the Sabbath rest is about worship. On the seventh day, God is not catching His breath. On the seventh day, God is not tired. Why? Because He's God. In Genesis 2, I stole this from a guy. I forgot his name or else I'd give credit for it. In Genesis chapter 2, God's rest was not about recuperation, but about exaltation. God is glorying in what He has made. In the first seven days, God is doing one of either two things. He's either working or He's savoring the completion of His work. So here's the first question this morning. What does it mean that God rested? God was satisfied that His creative work was complete and that it was very good, he stood back and savored the beauty and glory of his creative work. That's what it means when, God, when it says that God rested. So from the very beginning, rest isn't about tired or not being tired. It's not about planning out the week ahead. It's about being satisfied in the work that God has done. Verse 3 is the most telling. So here we go. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy... Because on it, God rested from all His work that He had done in creation. God blessed the seventh day, and God made it holy. What in the world does that mean? What does it mean that He blessed the seventh day? Well, as much as we can see, God has designated the Sabbath as a day filled with blessings. When God blesses land, the land is what? Filled with blessings. When He's blessing the day, it's a day designated with blessings. A lot of the time, we think about the Sabbath, we think in terms of what we can't do. In Kentucky, I'm not sure if they have them in Georgia, but they have um, blue laws. Do they still have blue laws? 
here in Georgia? Do they sell alcohol here? I don't know in this... In this uh, but anyway, um, there are certain counties, if you go into my county where I'm from, you cannot buy alcohol on a Sunday. That's why everybody goes across the river to Indiana or Illinois. <laughs> I think I told you this. When I started dating Kelly, Kelly my wife, is, she's not blessed to be from Kentucky. She's, from, she's a Yankee in Illinois. And um, I remember I told Dad, I was like, Dad, I met a girl. I was like, oh, really? Well, where's she from? She's like, well, she's from up north of Shawneetown. I was like, Illinois? I like, yeah. He's like, you know what? I used to go to Shawneetown. Why? Well, that's where we went to go buy liquor. Today we think about Sunday, you think about what we can't do. When I was growing up as a kid, Sundays meant one thing. I got to do my homework because I didn't do it yet. I can't have fun. I can't watch football. But when God blesses the Sabbath day, he deemed it to be rich with blessings. That means it's a time to meditate on what God has done in the gospel. It's the time to be with God's people. It's a time to be thankful for what God has given us, his, our families. It's time to be close with my wife. It's time to play with my kids. It's time to restore and, and relish in my friendships. It's a time for faith, hope, and love in a way that the first six days couldn't give me. Some of the best memories I have with my family and my friends is on Sundays. That's why I don't mind. I kind of like it a lot that some of our small groups meet on Sunday. But in America, we love to turn Sunday into the day we plan on Monday. We, learn, we turn Sunday into the day we recover from Saturday. We turn Sunday into a time where we got to find out what we're going to do when we do get the time, we turn Sunday into a day when we focus on whatever we materially need instead of our spiritual needs. We have ignored, today we often ignore Sunday, God's day of spiritual blessings, because we found other worldly blessings. But what we're doing right now in church, right now, all of us here, when you rolled up that gravel road, what we're doing right now and what's taking place, what we call church, this isn't just a chore. What we're doing right now, this isn't just a checklist. We're resting and glorying in Jesus Christ. Here's another way of saying it. Sunday church isn't simply a commitment, it's a blessing. I actually want to see you people. Not all of you, but most. I have weeks when I don't see my family a lot. I have weeks, as I know a lot of you do, where I, don't get, I, get, I get home late a lot and I don't get to see Kelly. I get weeks where I get home... And uh, I try to see my kids as much as I can, but that week, it just didn't happen a lot. I run myself thin, and I think to myself, man, I, this week I felt like I, me and my wife were roommates. And then we come to Sunday, and I get a restful Sabbath with my wife and my kids, and it restores my soul. And that's by design. God wants us to work our butts off six days a week so that we can rest our butts off on Sunday. Nothing wrong with it. Now here's the thing. Rest isn't just called recuperation. Rest in the biblical sense, it's not just recovery of your physical strength. There are times where I get home on Sunday, I get tired sometimes from church. It's not your fault. Some, maybe it is sometimes. And I'll come home and I really want to take a nap. Robbie's like, yes, that's me. Um, and I got three-year-old twins. They don't want to take a nap. And they don't want daddy to take a nap either. 
And then I'll go in the other room. Well, guess who I hear? My twins. And I'm like, Daddy needs a Sabbath rest. But sometimes I forget rest isn't just taking a nap. Rest isn't just relaxing. If I have a conception of rest in my mind that doesn't involve being a father and having a wonderful time in a day with my kids, it's probably the wrong view of rest. It is, and let me say it another way, it is no hair off my back to forego a good nap to relish two or three or four hours playing nonsense with my twins. That's the day of rest. And, and, wouldn't it, and isn't it even better when I get to cap off the day and teach them Bible time? Teach them about God. We get to sing or, or say the new prayer that they learned. We're resting in the way that God wants us to rest. The Sabbath is God's reminder that we are not self-sufficient and that the Creator knows what we need better than we do. Now, what does it mean to rest? Well, this was actually a point of disagreement. Even in the Protestant tradition, uh, there's a funny story about uh, the Puritans when uh, what the queen that has historically been known as Bloody Mary, when Mary was persecuting the Puritans, they went across the continent and sought shelter with John Calvin. And they thought John Calvin was just the bee's knees. And then they went to church and listened to Calvin preach, and they came outside, and Calvin was playing croquet. And the Puritans were horrified. They said, what are you doing? He said, I'm just, I think it was called bowls back then. And they said, no, 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 no. You can't, no, no, no. No, no, no. You need to rest. You don't need to do any physical, um, physical uh, expending any energy. And Calvin said, no, no, we, ha- we disagree on what rest really means. So I say that story to, to tell you that many knowledgeable theologians throughout the centuries have disagreed exactly on how we rest. But here's a way I would explain it. Rest isn't about how much energy you expend or don't expend. It's about dwelling and savoring and being satisfied in God's work and not our own. Now, let me say it another way. It is not a sin to work on Sunday. But let me add this. If you are working Sundays in such a way that it keeps you from meditating on God's word, gathering with God's people, singing God's praises, resting in his promises, if it's keeping you from that, you are more than likely in sin or about to be in sin because you are setting yourself up and living your life in such a way that you prefer your work to God's own. That's how best I'll describe and, and I want to be careful here because I know a lot of people who work on Sundays. I have worked many Sundays. I guess technically I'm working on them right now. I'm violating the fourth commandment. I'm just kidding. But we were created to work. But we were also created to rest. And it's not just about blessings. God also made the day holy. Exodus chapter 20 in the Ten Commandments. Look at what he says. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now what does that mean? Well, I'll describe it like this. What does it mean? To set aside the day for a special focus on God's holiness and his holy works. I will sometime today get groceries at Kroger. And I'll go through that new lane that they did, they created. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I hope we get a Publix. Moving on. Um, 
I'll go get groceries. I'm not in sin getting my groceries. But I'll also tell you this. I, I don't want to do anything more than that. I don't. I'm okay if somebody calls me. I think Jesus put this one to bed in Matthew 12 when his disciples are eating food. And, and, and the Pharisees stop them and say, what are you doing? Now, there are things that God's command to rest does not preclude just being a normal human being and having needs. But I think we need to understand, this is a hallowed day. This is a holy day. I will go to Kroger more than likely today, but I want to spend consciously the rest of my day meditating on all and contemplating, investigating, and other aidings of anything I can do with God's blessings and dwelling on the work that He has done for me. Keeping the Sabbath holy is not necessarily a call to abstain from manual labor, but it is a call to make God Lord of the Sabbath. Now, uh, there's three things, if I had to say, that keep Americans from resting in Jesus on the Sabbath day. Pride, productivity, and priorities. I tried to, I really stretched that last P. I was trying to find one. You could put that one into pride, I think. My point is this. Man, we want to be productive in America, don't we? Well, I can't rest. i got to get stuff done. Well, God says, whatever it is that you want to get done that you think is more important, I'm telling you that doing nothing and resting in me is more important. I've heard prideful prayers where people go, God, thank you for this, thank you for that, thank you for this, thank you for that, thank you for this, thank you for that, thank you. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a Sabbath prayer. I think a Sabbath prayer is this, hallowed be your name. Blessed be your name. Father, thank you for all that you have done that I could not do for myself. Thank you because I was unable. You came to me. Father, you raised me from the grave. Father, thank you for sending your son. Thank you for creating everything that I have. Thank you for giving me everything that I am. Blessed be your name. Amen. We want to, we want to bless. We want this day to be a blessing. We also want it to be a holy day. But the Sabbath was never just about Genesis 1. Even in the Old Testament, by, De by Deuteronomy 5, God is already wanting His people to remember His salvation. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So God wants us to dwell in the glory of His salvation. The Sabbath is a day to rest in what God has done for us in Christ. Raise your hand if you're probably going to go get groceries today. Really? Not that many? Y'all are like pastors of heathen. Um, <laughs> raise your hand if you're going to run an errand today. Alright, we got more heathens now. Why? Because we got stuff to do. We got things we need to get done. We got kids. I've got to get this done. I want to do that. I've got to meet with this person. Yada, yada, yada. And God says, stop. The Sabbath is a day of the week when we remember who's in charge and why we're here on earth. On Sunday, God says, hold up. Who, who are you living for? Me. We need that reminder on a weekly basis because we forget it every week. The Sabbath reminds us that Christianity is not about output. 
It's about finding our rest in the Creator and the Savior. There are people who are in hell right now who stayed busy their whole lives. They lived good lives, maybe even went to church, but they didn't know how to rest in anyone other than themselves. And here's something to remember this morning. You will never waste a Sunday spent in prayer. You will never waste a Sunday in fellowship with God's people. You will never waste a Sunday hearing and meditating on God's Word. And here's another thing. You will accomplish more doing those things than you will in a 70-hour week. You will do more for your family in showing them how to rest than you will teaching them a really good, strong work ethic. You will do more for your marriage praying together on the Sabbath than you will making time for a date. God says rest is good for your soul. Abide in me. Dwell in me. Rest in me. And the ultimate reason we have the Sabbath rest is spelled out here in Hebrews 4. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. So there's a rest to come, church. There's a rest one day. Those graves over there, those who are in Christ Jesus, the one you drove up, it's right behind that church. Every time I drive by, I look and I think to myself, people are going to pop up out of those graves one day. But right now, what do we say? They're resting. They found their eternal rest. Why do we say that? Because the Sabbath isn't some arbitrary command that God gave the church. The Sabbath is an institution God wanted practiced and observed every single week so that we would continually have our minds and our hearts focusing on the hope that is to come. Heaven is an eternal Sabbath rest. We are still awaiting a Sabbath rest in Jesus. It's not good to take pride in your work. It's, it's good to take pride in your work. It's not good to take so much pride in your work that you neglect to take pride in God's. Christ has purchased for us an eternity of Sabbath rest. And when we believe in the gospel, we have the promise of one day entering that rest. One of my favorite quotes in the entire Bible, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden for what? I will give you rest. Christ is offering us an eternal rest for our weary souls. And he offers that to anyone who would come, repent of their sins, and believe in him. Let's pray. Father, we are weary people and we need you so. Our sins make us tired. Our struggles make us weary. Father, Jesus is what our souls need. And we have the hope of one day finding an eternal rest in Christ Jesus. Father, if there be anyone this morning who is putting their work above yours, if we have any workaholics in here or people who have just forgotten why the Sabbath day is holy, I pray that you call us back to the glory of the gospel and the blessings and holiness that's found in Christ Jesus. And all these things we ask in your precious Son's name. Amen.